good evening, friends. Welcome to the Front Porch. Pastor Chris here with you, and it's a balmy day here in Northwest Ohio, but it is great to be here with you. As I, as I read one message, someone said, it doesn't matter how warm it gets, they still prefer summer over winter. And, you know, the, uh, <laughs> the older I get, I think the more I, uh, I can uh, understand that statement. <laughs> it's, uh, yep, it's more warm, but boy, it's been a gorgeous day, hasn't it? And uh, good to be with you here tonight as we uh, continue our journey through uh, this, this, this view tonight of, of this slump that a lot of us find ourselves in, uh, spiritually speaking, of course. And tonight I wanted to focus on this concept that there are three things, I think there can be more, but three in particular that I wanted to focus on that really impact our, our spiritual journeys. And, and there are things that all of us deal with and have, and so I'm going to touch on some of that tonight as we come together. Of course, before we do, we have to just acknowledge that the need for prayer in our communities and in our nation and our world uh, for all that's going on. I, I tell you, I was watching just, or not watching, I should say, just reading some of the news reports from as far away as Afghanistan to out west in California, uh, just a lot of just a lot of destruction, just a lot of sorrow. And um, and then, of course, you throw in the, the pandemic, and it just, oh, I tell you, it can, it can take the energy out of you. It really can. And we have to, I think, be careful as we watch these things happen to acknowledge, acknowledge they're there, yet at the same time acknowledge our own need to be in prayer, but also to be in thanks for the things happening around us. Today, here in our community, the kids returned to in-person school again. The entire year last year, they were in person. What a, what a testimony to not just the, the, the school system and the teachers and the staff, but, but to the parents as well for working together with the school to, to ensure our children can learn in an environment that fits them. Because not all the kids were there in person. They some uh, did homeschooling, some stayed home, and and I think that's a testament not just to just one group, but it's to a lot of folks. And uh, and so thank you to all of them out there, and, and just praise God for you, praise God for each and every one of you. Some of you uh, families in particular struggle every day with your children to provide for them, to ensure that they're learning at a at a place and a pace that that fits them, and so. Whatever community you're in, if, if you're a part of a community, please, please be not just in prayer, but be a, be a resource to your neighbors to help. We're all in this together, and, and at the end of the day, it is, it is the raising of our children that we must focus on, isn't it? So thank you. Thank you to the parents, to teachers, to anyone involved in the school system. God bless you for what you have done for all kids all over. Well, let me turn to this uh, thought of this this journey that we are all on, and and that and that how there is aspects of our of our spiritual lives that that ebb and flow. And I've been touching on that a little bit about how you know for a lot of us we end up in a, in this place of a slump, uh, a downward turn, if you will. But it's not so far down that we end up in a valley. I think a lot of us end up in this space of just struggling to figure out what life is on a daily basis um, spiritually emotionally financially I mean there's a lot of things that that come into the mix 
there was a quote uh, I read many years ago, and, and I forgotten about it, was reminded of it uh, when I was reading a, a passage out of a book today. It's, it said this, the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. It's uh, Henry David Thoreau, basically the, the mass of people um, are leading lives quiet desperation. I think what he means by that text, and, and I like that quote because it, it reminds me, even I have at times led a life of quiet desperation, a quiet um, place of where I just just needed something, you know, from God. I needed something spiritual to get me going again. And, um, and I think it's, it's something so critical that we acknowledge, so important that we acknowledge. Because it, it's something deep within our soul. Even, even the best of disciples had these moments. And so when I hear that and I, I recall that quote, um, I know several years ago when I heard it, it was probably, oh shoot, probably almost 10 years now, I suppose, maybe even more. I was at that place of just desperation for something to happen in my life spiritually. Um, and I tell you, it was a spark, and I, and I don't remember what it was, but boy, it triggered something, you know? It just triggered something, and then I was off to the races for a while. And, and, it, and it goes, and it, like I said, it ebbs and flows. And so uh, so we have to be aware of that, you know? We have to be aware of that. Diana, Al, I hope you two are doing well. I hope uh, you both are staying cool today, because, whoo, it is a doozy out here. It is a doozy. A few days ago, I talked about, I guess it would have been last week, how uh, for some of us, we end up uh, falling back into the minor leagues, if you will. Um, bug in my eye. And, and when that happens, and, and it's something for all of us, we know something's off. And, and even, I think, we resign ourselves to being okay. The fact that we're not in the quote-unquote major leagues anymore. We're kind of in these minor leagues. We're, we're just in this perpetual slump that's not ever going to go away. We kind of like, you know, I'm okay with it. I'm okay that I'm not on fire for Jesus right now. And that's okay for a very short time, but it's really not. You know, it's not okay. We have to, we have to kind of get something in us. And so I think there are, there are some things I want to touch on tonight. Uh, the first is that is that the past regrets of our life does spiritual damage to us today. Look, all of us have things. Uh, in our life, in our past that we carry with us. It's that baggage, you know, that baggage we hold on to. A lot of that becomes very heavy, even when it's very tiny over time. Yet it's the regrets of our lives. The choices we've made where we, you know, we should have made a choice to go this way, but instead we went this way. And, and so we carry it with us. And, and it's hard to let it go. We know we can't undo what was done. We can't go back in time and make a different decision. But yet it still is there. It, it, it's almost like it's a, I think of those cartoons, you know, where where the cartoon character has that giant, you know, 20 pound weight, that ball kind of dragging behind them as they try to walk, you know, with the chains over their shoulders. It's, it's just so heavy. They can't, they can't go. And and none of us, and I'll tell you, I think this might be true, and you, you, you can judge for yourself. 
I think a lot of us don't even want to acknowledge that those regrets are there. Because if we begin to acknowledge them, then in some regards, we're going to let them go. And part of their regret is, is a self, self-punishment. Because we get to a place where we begin to realize, I made a choice in my past that I'm not proud of it, and I wish I could change it. But therefore, because I can't change it, I need to punish myself, so I'm going to carry it. I'm going to carry it. And so we carry that shame. Because we tell ourselves, we're not good enough anymore. In fact, we tell ourselves that, that look, I love God. I'm into God. I love Jesus and what Jesus did on the cross for me. But I can't accept the gift. Because I don't deserve the gift. Because of what I've done. And for a lot of us, that is the biggest weight we carry. There's a weight of we just we just want to go back and choose so desperately. But we can't. We can only go forward. We can't look back anymore. We have to be followers of Christ who just look forward in our lives, not not in the rear view mirror. The other one that I think that a lot of us fall into, and maybe not a lot of us, but, but it's, a, it's the present struggles that we're going through right now. It's the, it's the present uh, 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 sins, it's the present isolations that we, that we create for ourselves that, that in, in truth, in truth, we, I, I think we don't even know we're doing them at the time. We know they're there. We, we, we make a choice and, and it just kind of festers. And so, so we just keep doing it. You know? We just keep doing it. I think some of the way our society runs today feeds into that. It, it, it promotes, oh shoot, what do I want to describe it? Self, self-deprecation. Um, think about temptation. Think about the sins of temptation. And what I'm referring to is things like uh, pride or anger or lust or uh, greed. All of these things that exist in our world today. Boasting, uh, criticism, gossiping, right? We gossip to put others down. We criticize to put others down. Why? So we can feel better about ourselves, right? It's easier to do that. And nowadays with, with the technology we have, we can do it faceless. And because I can't see a response from someone, I'm more apt to throw that out there. Because I don't know who it affects. I don't see them. And so it doesn't affect me as well as if I was standing in a room and I said that. We've created a, a, a wall. And so we could lob these things over and around. And, and, and we do it because we don't have to see it. The problem is it always comes back, doesn't it? It always hits us. Always hits us. And, and that present then becomes the past, and that past becomes a regret. And, and, and can you see the cycle that these two have connected to each other? I, I think there's going to be folks 5, 10 years, 20 years from now, who are going to look about their activities today in this world using the, the internet, social media, whatever, and it's going to break their hearts because they're going to realize 
And then regret sets in, and then sin. I mean, did you see the cycle? You see that cycle. Now, the other part of this is, is, is the fear of the unknown. A lot of us today live in, a, live in an anxiety world. There's a lot of folks today who, who are surrounded by and, and who struggle with anxiety. And some of that anxiety comes about because I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I, I can't predict. I can't see. I, I don't understand right, what, what is going to happen. And because I don't know these things, I get anxious. I have no doubt across this great land of ours that there were teenagers especially and parents who on the first night before the first day of school were filled with terror. Does my son or daughter have everything they need for the first day? Or what's the perfect outfit that we're going to wear to take those perfect pictures? Because we only get to do it one time so we can't mess it up. Or are we going to spend so much time taking pictures that we're going to be late for school? Or am I going to pick something out to wear? My friends are going to make fun of me. I mean, you see, and, and this is fear of things we don't even know that's going to happen. I think this fear of the future is one of these, uh, the analogy I can think of it as a cat lying in, in prey. You know, just, just lying in the weeds waiting to pounce on them. On their target. Uh, we have a cat, and, and <laughs> God bless his heart. He'll get it, he'll, he'll sometimes hide behind a door, and as, as one of the dogs walk by, he, he just jumps out to, to scare them. And he, I, he wants to play, it's, it's just him trying to be playful. And, and of course, I don't think the dogs appreciate it as much as he does. But, but isn't that how that future fear exists? We know it's around the corner, we just don't know where it is. And, and so we get anxious about it. Um, we're just trapped and we can't get out. Eventually it becomes so much that it overwhelms some of us. And, and I think anxiety has been there for, for as, as long as humans have been around. But, but it just seems so, so intense these days, you know? So intense these days. Um, when you look at the book of Psalms and you look at this passage right at the beginning, it, it says, it says, my soul longs, indeed it faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. It, it's this longing for God in our lives. It's this longing for a spiritual fire. But, but we get stuck because of our past, our present, or our future. Our regrets, our sins, our anxieties. That what has happened, that what is happening, and that what may come. They begin to trap us, you know? And we don't know how to overcome, we don't know how to get through them. And so we become this sense of, and I'll tell you, this just this overwhelming weight right here on our chest. And for some, sadly, we get to a place we can't And I think the way that this weight comes off is the acknowledgement of what the psalmist says in this song. 
goes on in verse 3 and 4, it says, Even the sparrow finds a home, wallow a nest, she may lay her eggs. Your altars, O Lord, are hosts, my King, my God. Happy are those who live in your house, ever singing your praise. Happy are those whose strength is in you, whose heart is the highways of Zion. Beautiful, beautiful song. It's a reminder of the journey that we are all on. That it begins with a longing, desire to have a fire in our belly. So intense. It just excites me, God. For our Creator, for the Son, for the Holy We all have that desire in us. Some of us have pushed it down so far, it is not come up there. We've got to tap into it more and more every day. We've got to live into it. We've got to understand the fire that God has placed in us. The fire to be in His presence. Not to remain in a swamp, but to turn to Him. Know that without a doubt, it will take off the weight on the That is free. Free from sin, free from regret of the past, and even free from anxiety. Let God do the work. Let God set you free. I'm going to offer up a word of prayer tonight if you would join with me. I want to pray for our friends and especially the, the men and women and the armed forces who are helping to, to pull people out of Afghanistan. And I pray for the women and children especially. I can only imagine the weight of the fear that is going through their lives today. Just, oh, it's gut-wrenching, isn't it? To think that just based on who you are, you, your life is in danger. It's hard to imagine, isn't it? Will you join me in a word of prayer? The Lord be with you. Loving God, I, I just give thanks to you, Lord, for your son Jesus, for the protection that you give to all your children, Lord. But tonight, Lord, I'm calling on you to lay your hand of protection around those women and children and, and even men, Lord, who desire to continue to follow you even in the face of evil. Protect our servicemen, service women, who go into harm's way to rescue those in need. Give them the strength and encouragement. Remind them that the shield that protects them from evil He'll come from you. So Lord, tonight we, we just give thanks. We give thanks for all that you do for us, all that you are doing and will continue to do, especially for those in harm's way. Lord, we give thanks for the place we are in and know that without a doubt, we have 
thank you, Almighty God, for all of this, especially for the worst. For it's in Christ that we are restored. In the fear of the future, the sins of the present, and the regrets of the past. Thank you, Almighty God. Thank you, Jesus. This prayer is in your beautiful Brothers, sisters, as we look ahead to the light of the unknown, the darkness, or the light, however you want to describe that unknown light, don't carry with you the past. Let it, let it, you know, let it, let God And know that in the present place you're at, while you are in a spiritual fight, it is God who will set you free. God who releases you. Thank you, friends, for joining with us here tonight. God bless each of you. God holds you tight and pull you gather again. Make your own problem. God bless. Good night.